As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. It's time for another edition of Financial Choices Matter. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Charles and I are here to entertain you for a few minutes with the ever-exciting conversation about how to avoid critical retirement planning mistakes. Charles, buddy, what's going on? I don't know, but I'm excited. Good. (laughs) I I need you to be because you are are the fiduciary advisor. You are the guy with the info. You doing all right? Yeah. 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 How's things been? Everything's fine. Things are... Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's the new normal. I'm sad to say that we have perfected the art of drive through and eat lunch in your car, which <laughs> I'm happy to forego here as soon as possible. Right, right. Uh, but that would not have been something I would have had on my bucket list of things I wanted to get good at. I don't think I've asked you in several, several weeks now, uh, <laughs> how is the, how's the great TP run in your area? Is it still a challenge? No, no, Costco stocked. Oh, well, it certainly is out here. So uh, um, every time they had they had nothing. We we buy what we need when we need it. And we buy, you know, you buy a big thing from Costco. It's just Sherry and I. So, yeah. you know, we now, every, about the toilet every you time. Have to go to, yeah. Every time my, my wife hits the store, it's still empty. So yeah. I don't know what's going on in the on the East Coast, but, you know, we're, ah. we're in the Southeast anyway. But, yeah, it's, you know, every place is a little different, I guess. But I'm good. I was glad, I'm glad that you guys are doing well and are, are stocked and, and have mastered the uh, – the car eating. Yeah, it's like, it's you feel like you're 18 sad. again, right? Or 17, like trying to scarf down your lunch on the way back to school or something. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to go inside and sit down. But yeah, I do. I'm looking very forward. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. So. Well, hopefully it'll be soon. We're getting, we're inching closer. So we'll hopefully yep. we'll get there pretty That's soon. That's a good thing. That's a good that thing. That is a good thing. Well, folks, if you got questions, if you need some help, reach out to Charles, subscribe to the podcast. We'd certainly appreciate it. Financial choices matter. You can go to pelotoncapital.com. That's P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N capital.com. And this week, like I said, we are going to talk critical retirement planning mistakes and how to get out of the way of those a little bit. So I've got a few common mistakes, Charles, uh, considering bonds. As a safe investment is the top of our list as a potential planning mistake. What you got? Bonds are less volatile than stocks. That's one of the main reasons that people will use them. Plus, they create income. Although with interest rates so low right now, there's not a whole heck of a lot of income you can squeeze out of those things. Right. But but what a lot of people don't understand is bond interest rates and principal value of the bond, It's they're on opposite ends of a teeter-totter. And that's the picture that I've always tried to paint is if interest rates are going down, bond values are going up. If interest rates are going up, bond values are going down. And I am literally raising my hands back and forth like a teeter-totter would because now with interest rates at gigantically historical lows, when they go up and someday they will, I have no idea when I've been expecting it for a long time and it hasn't really happened yet, but someday they will. And when they do the bond value that you're going to, is going to go down. So you bought a thousand dollar or you put $1,000 into a bond fund, and as interest rates go up, the value is going to be less. That's just the way it works. It's the way it's priced. But the thing that you want to look for, if you want some, you know, if you want to then get to the bottom of this and be able to compare one bond fund with another bond fund, is you need to go look at the effective duration. That's the term, duration. And it's measured in years, and it's just as a mathematical calculation of all the bonds that are in that fund. And it says, 
if interest rates go up 1%, what's the value going to go down? Or if interest rates went down, how many dollars will this lose? And that's so, you know, the higher, the higher the duration number, the more. So if you had a duration on a, on a fund of 6.0, that means if interest rates went up 1%, your bond would lose 6% in value. That's gotcha. the way it's done. Okay. So it's, that's a very esoteric, I never, you know, a lot of you are listening going, well, I didn't care and I probably never care again, but that's where bonds end up surprising people sometimes because they're expecting them to be totally safe and, you know, very secure. And right. they can't, they are that, but they are subject to fluctuation of interest rates, not stock market volatility, but interest rate volatility. Well, I think so. the way you phrase it is a good way of thinking about it. There's a difference between less volatile and safe. So... Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's definitely a difference there. Any impact to how you view them uh, through the coronavirus situation, other than what you've already explained with the interest rates? Now, I mean, the whole interest rate scenario of the last few years has been really, it's being artificially controlled by the Fed. And I'm not going to get into political commentary here sure. at all. Yeah. But the, the, the market itself would be pricing it different if the Fed didn't butt in all the time, to be perfectly honest. The okay. Fed's response, their responsibility used to just be to provide liquidity to the markets. And now they think they need to micromanage our economy and everybody else's economy. So that's not what they're supposed to do. That's just my take on the world. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's hit another retirement planning mistake. So that's considering bonds to be a safe investment again. Maybe the key difference to just kind of think about folks is less volatile versus safe. Make sure you're talking with your advisor about it. Not protecting yourself against long-term care needs. You know, this one, you know, my wife and I just chatted about this not long ago as well. You know, we were having the conversation, I've got a bad back and if it goes out on me, she's like, I can't get you up off the floor, you know, at 45. How would I do that at 75? You know, we have to have some long-term term care uh, plans in place. And I think a lot of people do ostrich it. They do put their head in the sand and, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not Great. fun. I mean, let's be honest. It's not fun to think about, but. But are you going to get older? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just it. And, you know, if you look at all the statistics and statistics don't get to the emotion of the whole issue. Right. But the statistics are, are you know, to somebody that likes numbers like me, they're fascinating because basically three out of four people, if they're over age 65, are going to need some kind of long-term care sometime in their life. That's doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're going to go to a nursing number. home and be there forever. Right. It's a huge number yeah. and it's expensive and you need to be prepared for it. And it's really different than it was 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, for sure, because back then it used to be mortality. If you need to be in a long-term care facility or you need that kind of care, then you're probably going to die fairly soon. That's not the case now. Right. It's right. it's morbidity. It's Alzheimer's. It's dementia. It's those things where you can be healthy as a horse and live a long time and just destroy your retirement savings. But there are some very interesting financial opportunities, some choices that you can make as far as how that you can buy some protection with respect to that by investing in new, there's some way more interesting and way more creative ways to fund long-term care than there ever were before. And it changes, you know, and it's, it, they're enhancing this all the time. So it's something that's a, that's sometimes a very difficult conversation to have with people, but at the same time, it's one of those things you have to talk about. It's a big piece of your financial puzzle because it can just rip your puzzle apart if you don't plan it properly. And you know, some people have it covered already. Most don't. I was going to say a lot. Yeah, don't. And it's, and, yeah, and, they just don't. You know, and the word in there that jumps out, I think, is nursing home. So I'm glad you took it the way you did because, and, and that's, to me, that that term has gotten very 
antiquated because it's a lot of times it doesn't have to be nursing homes. So we say, I don't want to oh, talk no. about it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm never going to, you know, that kind of mentality yeah. kicks in Yeah, and we, and it could be in your own home. It could be yeah. just some minor assistance. I mean, there's lots of things that could be so. And there's some tremendous flexibility into the way that the insurance companies yeah. are, are creating new products that are very right. user-friendly anymore. And it used to be, it used to be complicated. It's not as complicated now as it once was. And you've got a lot more choice, a lot more choice. Yeah. You know, it's a, we assign, we get stigma to a, to a word sometimes, and it takes on, on a life of its own. And then, you know, you can't see past it anymore. And I think nursing home is one of those words, right? You, oh, see, yeah. you hear it and it just means one thing. And I, absolutely refuse to talk about it. That's how a lot of people go. So, yeah. you know, do yourself the favor again, you know, try to avoid that critical, you know, retirement planning mistake. Make sure you're talking not only with your spouse and your family, but also with your advisor about how to protect yourself against some long-term care needs. Uh, Charles gave us some great information there on that. Market declines, you know, it's that's a given. Uh, that's always going to be there. You need to guard yourself. You need to be a lot of things we talk about, diversification, proper balance, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. I mean, that's Volatility is the the word now that gets used all the time. Volatility. Mm -hmm. There's positive volatility and there's negative volatility. Everybody likes positive volatility because <laughs> stuff's going up. Sure. Yay. Yeah. Uh, it's negative volatility that they don't like, and Ooh, that's the whole. Yeah. You know, kid. You would you you know? We ask people this question all the time. Would you trade always being in the market and you know living through the ups and downs with having some of the positive returns but none of the negative returns? And most people will go, oh, well, yeah. can you do that? Well, sure. yeah, yeah, you can. It's, you know, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's like we'll put some money in the, uh, over on the, let's be really safe on the safe side of stuff where you're going to get some positive returns when there are positive returns to be had and you're not going to get any of the negative returns. Well, some more of those buzzwords so, kick into place too, like time horizon factors into that, right? Oh, sure. So All kinds if of stuff. you're 40, yeah. if you're 40, then that's going to be different than if you're 60. You Absolutely. Know, common, yeah. Some common sense yeah. there. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And it's, again, it's just, it's, it's a talking point that, you know, it's a piece of the puzzle. I beat the puzzle thing to death, but that's the way it works because that's really what it is. Well, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. And every puzzle is different. Every, you know, is unique to each person. There's a lot of generalities in there, of course, because oh, sure. there's a lot of the same kind of techniques or vehicles and so on and so forth that you're using. But you know, what's right for you, Charles, is not going to be what's right for me and so on and so forth. And that's exactly what we'll do. We'll tell people, Hey, here's a list of some stuff we've talked about. Prioritize them for me. Because mm -hmm. if you tell us which are the you know the three most important ones out of the list of five or six, then we'll solve for those first before we worry about the other ones. I got you. Well, you asked it's, me first if I plan on getting older, and my answer is no. I refuse. Okay, to that's on, fine. On principle alone. Yeah, Peter, Peter Pan, <laughs> that's you right. and I. That's. <laughs> but that's a great point, right? So prioritize those things, and that'll help you know right along this conversation that we're having of you know, avoiding some of these critical mistakes, particular tools can kind of be the same way. One particular vehicle, if you will. Well, you know what, this, this is always good or no, that one's always bad. I, I heard it enough times. I read it on yeah. Facebook, whatever it might be, that's bad or that's good. Having an absolute will get you into trouble as well. Absolutes. I find fascinating because there's no margin of having a different opinion. Absolutes it's always bad. Absolutely okay. something, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely's are always bad. I mean, always is always bad. It doesn't, it, it may, yeah, uh, that's the English literature degree get coming out in me. Um, it, there's nothing. I mean, everything is different. Everything changes. Nothing ever stays the same. So it's not always going to be what it was yesterday. And something that didn't work for you before might work now. It might have just been right. the wrong version of what you tried before or you, your life has changed. So your needs have changed. 
I think about it's, insurance with that that analogy for some strange reason, uh, because you know, like a lot of people have that concept of insurance in their head, like from the fifties or the sixties, right? And insurance yeah. is completely different nowadays. So I always think of the Oldsmobile commercials. You remember those? It's not your father's Oldsmobile. Yeah. Remember those same kind of thing. So it's like insurance is nowhere near the same in 2020 than it was in 1957. You oh know, Lord, no. Right. So, no. and I'm not, I'm not pushing any, I'm not talking about any one product. I'm just saying whatever it might be, oh. so many things have changed to it. It could be beneficial. It could not be, but you do the diligence, at least find out before you just, you know, cross your arms and say, no. Yeah, I know. You're always going to be wrong if you always go with always. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That's awesome, but. though. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. I think that's a great point. So, you know, don't plant your feet. You know, you're not taking a charge on the basketball court. Uh, so, you know, make sure that you are, are, you know, being open, at least having these conversations. And one of the reasons we do bring that up is we've had emails before and we have things come in the show and whatnot. And people are like, you know, don't talk to me about this product because I'm not going to listen whatsoever. And so that's and that happens a lot more than you think. So it's <laughs> one of the situations where uh, why are you being so obstinate against a particular product? I mean, it's fine if that's how you truly feel or if it's not the right, you know, it's not the right fit. Right. You know, right. your advisor will tell you. But what if you are missing out? I mean, it's like almost like, uh, I don't know, whatever your favorite flavor of gum is. You know, how did you know it was your favorite flavor until you tried it? Exactly. So, And there are some things that we feel are important enough for folks that if they just dig their heels in and say, I won't talk about it. It's like, fine, I'm going to have you sign a little thing that says you won't talk about it. Uh, yeah. Well, in that case, yeah. I, I'm serious. Yeah. I, we 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 want to make sure that you understand the importance of it from our perspective. And it's important enough to us that if you're not going to do it, well, you've then, eliminated this option basically, right? Well, so, that's right. You've yeah. eliminated the option and we think it's a viable option. If nothing else, to at least have a conversation about it. And then if you choose, you know, if you're open and willing <laughs> to be informed and then you choose, no, that's a whole different story. But if you're just yeah. not going to hear it, then we're going to have you sign a little disclaimer. Hey, if that happens to me, it's not their fault because they told me I should. Yeah, if it's if you were using like a car and you said <laughs> I refuse to have airbags, and they signed it, I know they won't do yeah. that. But if they signed it, you signed a waiver saying, well, all right, they turned down the airbags, and then you got in a head-on collision, and you said, why didn't the airbags deploy? Well, you declined them. <laughs> so same kind of right. idea. All right. Yeah. Well, number five here, our last one on our planning mistakes is well, just duh, not having a plan, right? Well, it is. It's a duh. How do you know what you're going to do? It's if a Homer you don't Simpson have a plan, moment. You know. If you don't have a plan, how are you going to know if you're even on track to get to where you want to go? It's the vacation story. I, you know, if you're going to take a vacation, you need to plan. Most people plan their vacation so they know where they're going. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just, I'm going to take a vacation. Where are you going? I don't have any idea. How many people would love to plan a vacation right now? Show of hands. Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Yeah, I got both <laughs> hands up in the air. I imagine a lot of our listeners did, too. Uh, but it's very true. So, you know, a plan, all these puzzle pieces you know, and sometimes I think maybe Charles, that's kind of like nursing home. Maybe it's taken on a, a bit of a life of its own. People go, oh, plan. It's going to be this complicated, super blown out, war and peace kind of thing sitting on, you know, that I've got to look through. Uh, it's all these spreadsheets. Yeah. All yeah. the, I, we don't use spreadsheets very often. It's hours and hours of agonizing, you know. Rest. Yeah, data, data gathering. Okay, fine. This We can shortcut it for you. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Exactly. But you, again, if you don't have a plan, then, you know, it doesn't matter what you come up with. It's maybe not relevant. Yeah. So I guarantee you when the, when the TP was in shortage, you had a plan. You were trying to figure out if I go to this store at this time and this thing, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> so, That's right. Hey, we had enough. We we're pretty sure we had enough. We went salvaging through all the cupboards just right. in case. But, so. but folks who didn't, right, I bet you they started formulating a plan on how they were going to, you know, plan of attack. All right, honey, you go to this store and I'm going to go to this store at this time and we're going to divide and conquer and we're going to find some TP. So 
same kind of thing. You know, have a plan, put it together. Don't, you know, fall into one of these critical, you know, retirement planning mistakes. If you've got questions, you need some help, you want to talk about some of the items we covered this week, give Charles a jingle at 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. Or go to PelotonCapital.com. That is PelotonCapital.com. Send an email to the show. We'd love to hear from you. And subscribe to the show while you're there on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever platform you choose. And with that, we're going to sign off. But before we do, real quick, we're going to hit an email question from Beverly in Tucson. (laughs) She's in Tucson. That's right. And she says, uh, Charles, I counted up the mutual funds in my IRA and it appears that I have 33 different funds. Uh, she wants to know if that's adequate for diversification. Don't be insulted, Beverly. It's ridiculous. That's overkill. Uh, it's way overkill. You're going to have, I, we do this all the time. Most funds own the same stuff. Yeah. So if you've got a, a, a large cap fund or a U.S. fund or a international fund or a stock fund and a bond fund, five or six is enough. More than that is just huge, huge redundancy and it makes your life way more complicated well to, uh, in beverly's defense you know we see it a lot so this is not necessarily on you beverly it's on whoever you were working with that kept putting you in these uh, maybe i mean maybe you did it yourself i don't know i suppose that's to be fair but that happens sure. it happens a lot more than people realize doesn't it charles oh yeah because they think i mean yeah there's some very interesting analytical tools that uh what do we plug in the funds and see what they all own and how do they act you know, the correlation between this fund and that fund, you know, the correlation is, does it act the same way when something happens? Because if they do, then what's the point of having several of them when one will be enough? Right. And, and then you, you know, get into that place where people feel like having that many would make them diversified. That's a real common mistake, too. Well, I've got all these different funds and I got them from different places, so they must be, it must be keeping me diversified. I got a Vanguard stock fund and a T. Rowe Price stock fund there, and there a Fidelity go. stock fund. They right. own the same yeah. stuff. Trust me. They're so big, there's only so many stocks that they can actually buy. So they all own the same stuff. Used to be a regional sales manager for a mutual fund company. I know how it works. It's not complicated and it is not what most people think it is. But this Beverly's situation is so amazingly common that, you know, it's kind of, I try not to insult them when I run an analysis for them and say, hey, look, this is, this is what you've got. And here's the overlap, meaning what are the this yeah. fund, how many, how many funds own Apple? Well, everybody owns Apple. Right, I was how many say, funds I was, own Microsoft? Yeah. Everybody owns them. Exactly. So, I was going to say she probably yeah. has Coke in there like, you know, 18 times of the 33. Yeah. 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 No, I know. It's fascinating how it works because people just never, never break it down into the detail like that. Well, Miss Beverly, again, we're not trying to beat you up, but you asked, so you are not <laughs> diversified, dear, but you could be if you start working with an advisor. If you were working with one and that's where you're at, I would definitely get a second opinion. Uh, it doesn't have to be Charles. Reach out to someone, but definitely have a hey, conversation. But Charles is here to help. Exactly. <laughs> but we, you know, to be fair, we do like to say that, right? Because, and you'll back me up on that. You know, it's like talk to somebody, but just don't. You yes, know, absolutely. And, and talk to multiple somebodies too. A lot of times I think people do themselves that disservice. Find the, the, the person, find the, the service, the company that gives you the warm fuzzies, you know, have the conversation, go through. Uh, the planning process a little bit, you know, do the initial consultation and see if it feels like a good fit. And that goes both ways. So reach out to them, have a conversation. Charles and Sherry are there to help. 480-513-1830. It's 480-513-1830. Charles, my friend, have yourself a great week. I appreciate your time as always. I love talking with you. I hope you guys are safe and sane. It is a blast. We're continuing to practice physical distancing and socially connecting. Oh, I like that. That's good. There you go. That's a great message to leave by. So we'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter. Subscribe to us and we'll see you next time. 
Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.